Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence again this evening. Father, tonight I'd like to continue talking about the white stone uh, that is in uh, the book of Revelations in the seven churches, in particular in the third church. But I would like to do it in a different way. I'm not going to dwell on the stone tonight. I'm going to dwell on the reason of the stone and kind of the way of the stone. <clears throat> I've explained that all your works are, are done. Like, like do you have all power over all things? And the, the way of the stone is very interesting because it's a simple stone, a small stone. But you are in the midst of it and you make all things. You know everything about us. You know all the particles that make us up. You know, everything that's going to be of us, even like you said, you count all the hairs that we have at any given time. You know them. Uh, you know all those things. And people should understand the great knowledge that you have. We consider the fact that the governments of the world are seeking to know everything about us. And we concern ourselves with that. But if we were concerning ourselves with you, actually, and I fail great, greatly in this, <clears throat> but knowing that you're watching us continuously all the time. Not only watching us, but Lord, you're watching every tiny particle of us. You oversee it all. And we can't grasp that kind of knowledge and understanding of us. That kind of detail. That's why even having a child and the seed of the child, you know, every part of it. So it's a shame that we take everything for granted like we do. But what I would like to do, I'm not going to dwell on those things. What I'd like to do, I'm just trying to explain that the way of the stone and the way of your science power, as we've been talking about the last two nights. Lord, I'm talking about how you know um, your power and your authority and so on. But Lord, also we talked about the fact that we have to do everything in the ways of the seven spirits and in the ways of the times. Now, I've expressed that the church is not, that word is a badly uh, named word because it really means a called out assembly. And another very bad thing that we use throughout the New Testament is we use the word gospel. And that's, I believe Satan has intentionally done that in the translators uh, that have been overseen by the Catholic Church and so on. They're not calling it, they shouldn't be calling it the word church. It's not really the definition. The meaning is called out assembly. And when you use the word gospel, that means good news. And the only good news that you talk about is the only good is God. And God is in his full measure in his words. And that's the message that we are to take out to the world. So we're to go make known the good news. We don't do that. We are not explaining the words of God that enable your good works. We happen chance by miracle of calling on your name because you're trying to make known to us your true knowledge and trying to get us to see. And therefore, there's miracles done. But as it says in Matthew seven twenty-one to 23, miracles aren't going to last to the people who will not hear the good news. Because you said well, you must be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. And truth you define in John seventeen seventeen as the words of God. And in Joel 2, or excuse me, Psalms 119, 160 and 142. So we should understand that this is true. Now, you said in 1 John 1, 5, <clears throat> through the Apostle John, excuse me for my <clears throat> harsh voice tonight. I, I'm having a lot of problems with my voice. Please forgive me. I hope it's not too much to bear. But in First John 1, 5, you said that God is light. And you said in John 
of 4, 23 to 24, that God is spirit. And all that come to him must come to him in spirit and truth. See, the spirit and truth, the truth is his words that make known all of his promises. In other words, enable all his promises. And the spirit is what makes us known. If we don't have the spirit in us, because in Hebrews 4.12, it tells us the spirit judges the intent of our heart. We can talk in our English language, Chinese language, any language, Hebrew, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And we can talk words that mean the same thing in any language. Otherwise, we can say truth in whatever it is, whether it's French, Spanish, Hebrew, whatever. And that spirit of God, which is in his words in a full measure, will decide whether we're speaking to him in his language or an earthly language like Hebrew or English or any of these. Hebrew is not the heavenly language. The heavenly language is when we speak the words in the way of God, in the way of his thoughts, his ways, and his, his ideas. That's the pure language. It's higher than ours. When we speak it in that way, because it's possible to do this, because it says so in John 10, 34 to 36, that it means that to them, to them whom the word comes, they're like a little God, meaning they're a son of God. They can speak with authority because God has sent them the words because they asked, and the Lord caused his spirit to be poured out on us that guides us into understanding his words and understanding the way and how of his words. Now, I would like to quickly jump from that brief understanding to summarizing real quickly the seven churches <clears throat> In Revelation, I shouldn't say churches, seven called out assemblies in Revelations. And to those that get the good news. It says there, and every one of those um, called out assemblies, and every letter to, to these, he says, write to the angel. Now, why does he say that? Because the angel, if we pay attention, all the angels are assigned in the ways of the seven spirits of God. So he's saying the angel of the first church is done in the way of the first spirit. Now, the candelabra, there's a seven spirit candelabra for every church, for every called out assembly. And if you pay attention to, <clears throat> to each one of the letters, you will see that the letters themselves are broken down into seven parts. So when you write to the angel, writing to the angel who makes known the words, oversees this, causes us to understand, makes sure, I mean, he's watching the spirit work. They're stars. That's what he's saying. The stars are watching over us. They judge us. But what I also try to say is the word is poured out to us in the ways of the seven spirits, and we need to learn the ways of the seven spirits. Now, let me give you an example. In every one of the letters, the Lord uh, has a summary. He goes down and he said, the first part is to the angel, right? What does the angel do? The angel is making sure that we're separated by the word of God. In other words, he, the first spirit and the first day of creation was the angels letting known the, <clears throat> the work of that angel is to uh, let there be light, let there be the words, separated apart. So he's saying, right. And when he writes, how does God always speak? He speaks in the words of, of God, in the ways of the words of God. So by that statement, where it says, like in the first one, it says, to the angel in the church in Ephesus, right. In other words, I'm speaking this in the way of the words of God. That's why I'm speaking to the angel. They speak the pure language of God. And it says, <clears throat> the next part, the Lord gives a description of himself. What, is this, what does the Lord bring to us? He was sent, Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, John 3, 26 to 36. And he also testifies of this in John 18, 37. He was sent to make known the words of God. So all the verses, all the called out assemblies in, in the seven called out assemblies has a second part. And that second part is a description of the Lord within the vision. For example, the first one, it says the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this. 
How does he speak? He speaks in the ways of the words of God. Jesus said to those in John eight forty three to 47, how come you can't understand my speech because you do not discern my words? And that's why these churches are not understood. They are a work that we're to learn how to do in each one of these. And he speaks very important facts in these. And the second part is he gives the understanding, which is the way of the third spirit. See, the second, the first one was the way of separating from the world, which is by the words of God. The second one is the description of himself, which is the way of the wisdom of his words. He's telling us the way of the words of wisdom. He's given us a, a key every time in each one of these churches. And he does it so that it corresponds, like in the first church, he's doing it so it corresponds to the way all seven instructions are done in the way of the seven spirits, but it, uh, focused upon the first spirit. It's the same way he does the weeks of the month. It's it's like that. He does all things in this way. And once you learn the pattern, you can see all of it and understand the ways of it. And in, in, in the second or the third part of it, he gives understanding. He says, like in the first church, he says, I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put the, the test, those who call themselves apostles, and they are not, and you found them false. And you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. This is really important. When you get the knowledge of the words of God, you understand what is the actual good news that God is talking about throughout the Bible. Good is doing the ways of the words of God to enable the promises of the good works that were prepared from the foundations of the world. You understand this fact. And that's why you can't you can discern who's apostle and who's not. See, this is in the very first church that the Lord is speaking this, but he's speaking it in the way of the third spirit, which is understanding, but he's also doing it in the way of the first spirit, which is separating yourself from the world. And that's why the Lord says, these are apostles and they are not. They claim there's many people walking around today and calling themselves apostles, and yet they, they don't know the knowledge of the words of God in the Bible. They can't discern them. They can't really understand his speech. But they tell you, oh, we know the whole scriptures. We know all of it. But they don't know the way of the good news, which is the way of righteousness, which is the way of the foundation of peace. They don't understand this. So they, you know, they're constantly being told, oh, you're, you're, what you're teaching us is from the pits of hell. And those are apostles that are not apostles. These are preachers who are not preachers. They're not actual teachers. They're teaching you milk. They're not teaching you the knowledge of truth. The knowledge of truth is those you understand the words of God and how to use them and do them because God is always looking down from heaven to see if anybody understands, if anybody does good. He says that in Psalms 14, 2 and 3, Psalms 53, 2 and 3. That's the good news that's terribly framed in the New Testament in most Bibles as it's called the gospel. And that's the Greek word interpretation, but it's not what the Greek word means. It means good news. And that's what Jesus was sent into the world to, to speak. He says, I've come and shown you many good works of my father. And he says, how come you can't understand my speech? Because you cannot understand my words. And if you can't understand my words, you're not of God. And in a day of judgment, when we're being judged by his words, we're not of God. But we think we are. And that's what this church has not learned. The first church, Ephesus, is like that. They, you have to get yourself separated from the world by his words. And that's what the third part, I've, I've explained to you now three parts. The fourth part um, is the counsel of the Lord. And if he has a counsel against that church, he says, but I have this against you. Or I know this, and so on. And then this first church, what he says is, but I have this against you, that you have left your first love. You don't love him unless you hear his words, John fourteen twenty three to 24. You have to come back and seek that words. Now, the, the difference of what he's talking about to these people, they've got the words and, and they understand the difference between them. But the first love is what? The first love is paying attention to the generational plan and the and the harvest of the people. That's what God's wanting to do. Your harvest, your first love is bringing others to the knowledge of truth so that you cover the multitude of sins. James 5, 19 to 20. That's the counsel of the Lord. 
And then he goes to the fifth part, which is, he says, you know, this, this is God's judgment fact. Remember that if you've ignored the first four things, you come to the fifth part, which is God. The fifth is the, the power and authority. And this is what he's saying. He's, remember, we're going to be judged by God. Jesus, the word makes known the words, gives us counsel, does all those things. But God is sitting there on the throne writing in the book of life. We've got to remember that. Daniel 7, 9 to, 9 to 10, and Revelation 4 and 5. Okay, it says here in the fifth part, which is the way of the, the power of God, which is the way of the might of God. He says, therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds, do the good works. You did it first. Bring others to the knowledge of truth so that you cover their sin because God wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. So that is our first love. That's his desire. We want to do God's desire. He said, do it at first or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent for not doing the deeds. Yet this you do not have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. These are the ones that's keeping the ways of the world. They're occupied by the things of the world. You know, one of the things that, that um, I'll go into this another time. I've, I've written it in writings, but how King Herod and them um, made the uh, basically a sports stadium in Greece for uh, King Herod. Uh, or uh, Nero, excuse me, for Nero, because he loved to show his personal military strength. But by doing that, you're just promoting this, you're helping him. And Herod shouldn't even have been king of Israel. He was an Edomite. That's, that's part of what the Edomites are. They're, they're people that usurp the throne. They're, it's like the Catholic Vatican right now is part of the Edomites, the Crown Trust is part of the Edomites, all those that are usurpers of the throne. See, Lot chose the best part for himself, and then when God saved him, he went off the mountain and corrupted himself. He did not repent and come back to him. And Nicolaitans are like this. They've used God and used God and used God, benefited, and they lived their life to no good. And they hate the deeds of Nicolaitans. You know, they're, they're, they built churches and they put steeples on them, not paying attention that this is a celebration of a pagan goddess that's uh, a it's basically a, a, um, a um, obelisk celebration. It's, it's not good. These things are not good. We put gargoyles on this corner of buildings and call it good. You know, we don't listen at all to the law of God. Anyway, those things, are, that's the might of God. God is looking down to see our ways and that we don't do good. Nicolaitans don't do good. They, pay, they want to celebrate, build things in the world, have mansions, have jets and all these things. They're of the world in the time when they should be focusing on getting the people prepared for the separation judgment. And that's the Nicolaitans. He who has an ear. See, in, in the sixth thing, God is, remember he gave us a blessing and he says, take dominion. We're to hear. We're to hear him. He says, hear. He always says this. He goes in, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. See, hear the blessing. Here, he said to the called out assembly, hear the blessing and hear the work that you're given to do at the time. The sixth spirit is knowledge. In other words, at this time, as Daniel says, it's the time of the end, knowledge of the words shall increase in Daniel 12, 4. But we're not paying attention to that. We're not paying attention to Daniel 12, 9 to 10, that those who hear will do what? They will come out, they will be purified, they'll be made white and refined. <clears throat> Which is basically what the seventh thing God does, because the seventh thing that I want to review with you is on the seven churches is to him overcomes because the last thing he does in all these churches, he says to him overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. That's what he's talking about in Daniel 12, nine to 10. He said, I'm going to purify you. I'm going to make you white. And, and I'm, uh, I'm going to give you um, a refinement. And the refinement is you, you'll, Understand, you'll be able to call upon the words and do the way of the words. And you'll have a the tree of life, which is, what is the tree of life? The tree of life, which is in the paradise of God, what, what's it doing? It's calling out his words. It's, you know, the tree of life. Jesus says, my word is spirit and life. So these are the things we need to understand. 
when we come to the Lord on this. Now, let me go over the, the seven churches quickly. I, I believe you understand from what I just did, and I just broke down the first church. What he's talking about there is the way of the seven spirits. He does all the seven churches with the candlestick. Each one has a candlestick, which means it has the seven spirits. So you can break down each one of those letters in the way of the seven spirits. Constantly, it goes through and categories them out, and it's done in the way of the seven spirits. And then you go to the churches themselves, or the called out assemblies themselves, and they are done in the way of the seven spirits. Let me, I just went through all these things to show you the way the seven spirits in the first church. But let's go to look at all seven churches with just the last part. Because the last part of the, the seventh spirit is always the spirit of rest, which is going back and remembering the works of the six days, the first six spirits. If we do those works, then the seventh spirit will be done for us. It'll bring us into the knowledge of this. That's why he calls it he who overcomes. That's the way the seventh spirit gives us rest or it gives us judgment. In other words, he who overcomes will get this, but if they don't overcome, they're going to get punishment. That's why the seventh church, the Laodicean church, they're going to be cast out because they will not hear and they will not believe. And uh, um, let me uh, uh, go over this. I'm going to go over these. Now I want to talk a little bit about the, uh, uh, some knowledge for you for the those who say they're Jews and they are not. I've talked to you about those who say they're apostles and are not. You cannot be apostle unless you know the words and you're trying to do the good works. You have to do the deeds, the righteous acts of the saints to be an apostle. You have to teach good. Paul, matter of fact, let me look. The, let me see if I can get uh, my notes here. I put down some verses that will help you with this. Romans 1.1, 1, 1, Paul says, I am a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. He's called to make known the good news, separate, separated to the good news of God. What is, you know, apostle? Apostle is those who make known the knowledge of truth because to be separated apart to God, you go back to John 17, 17, it says Jesus required that all of us, he asked the Father to require all of us to be set apart from the world by his truth, which is the words of God. So that's what the apostle is to do, to make known the knowledge of truth. And those that do not make known the words in the churches are not apostles. They're barely teachers. They make you, they're doing a little good work. They're giving you milk. But as it says in Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, they don't have the knowledge of truth. Truth, and he will not give his knowledge of truth to those weaned on milk. So he's not giving the knowledge of truth to these preachers. That's why it says it's an abomination straight from the pits of hell, because they have not sought the Lord, as Proverbs one twenty three, repented before him for not hearing, for not having faith. The faith comes by hearing the word of God. And, um, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And hearing comes by the word of God, as, in, as Paul teaches. And so what Jesus is saying in Proverbs one twenty three through through Solomon, it says that we must hear the words, and those that hear the words must turn to him, and he will pour out his spirit upon them and cause them to know his words. If they don't do that, they will not have the knowledge of truth, and therefore the punishments will come upon them, as he says in Proverbs one twenty four to 33. So they're going to get what they desire. We're being judged by this in this day by his words. Why don't we want to believe this? Jesus said it. John twelve forty eight, Hosea six five, Zechariah fourteen seven. All these things point to this and explain it. Okay. Now Paul also says um, uh, Paul he said in first second uh, Timothy one one Paul says Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. God does not give his words and his spirit to those who are not set apart by truth. In other words, the spirit of truth cannot enter those who are not set apart from the world. They're set apart from the world by the knowledge of truth. John fourteen fifteen to 17, John fourteen fifteen to 17, and John seventeen seventeen. We need to understand this. And it, Paul, that, that's the way you're sanctified. You're made holy by being set apart by the knowledge of truth, which is the words of God. And in First Timothy two seven, Paul's doing the same thing. He's saying, "For which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle, I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. 
So Paul's telling you what an apostle is right there. Okay, now let's go back and look at these churches as to whom him who overcomes. In the first church, Ephesus, he's, uh, this is the way of the first spirit. And it's the first church. So he says, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. What is the tree? What gives life? Jesus says, my words are spirit and life. John six sixty three. Smyrna, the next one, second spirit, which the first spirit in Ephesus is the one that separates yourself from the world. Let there be light. He's set apart from the world. That's the commandment of John seventeen seventeen. And it's the commandment of Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. He says, Jesus, the Father says to the people that those who will not hear his words will be held accountable. In John 12, 48, it says, these people of this day that he's made the words open to and have not received it, they, they will be judged harshly by his words. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to set them apart and make them saints. Okay. The second church is Smyrna. It says, they will not be hurt. To him overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. By the second death. You understand? The second death means, as it says in John 5, 24. What he's saying here, if you will just receive the words of God, you'll at least get into heaven because you're recognizing, you're recognizing the words of God. Now, how do you receive the words of God? He tells you in John five twenty four. those who hear the voice of the Lord, which means you discern that there are words, because voice in Greek means you discern the words that are being spoken. You don't just hear them. You discern what they are. And then he says also in John five twenty four that we must believe in the promises of the Father. If we do that, we're going to have eternal life and we're going to pass through the judgment. Now, you may be hurt during this time, but you're going to have eternal life. You will not go through the second death. You will not be cast out in the lake of fire. You may come into correction because God, even though you know the words, you've got to come into the way of doing righteousness, which is the third spirit and the fourth spirit. Let's let's see this. Go to the third, third church, third called out assembly. It's Pergamum. It says, to him who overcomes, he will be given some of the hidden manna, a white stone, and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. In other words, he's going to give you understanding of the work of the kingdom that you're given to do and how to do good works to accomplish that work. In other words, he's given you the understanding of how to do the good works. He hasn't given you the knowledge of the Holy One yet, but he's given you understanding of the basic ways of producing fruit for the kingdom of God. But remember that knowledge comes line by line, precept on precept, a little here and a little there. So you have to do this part, these first three parts, that gets you going. That gets you starting to produce fruit for the kingdom. And one of the great ways of doing that is John, James 5, 19 to 20, enabling people when you see that they don't have the knowledge of truth, go to them with a pure heart and try to make known the knowledge of the words to them. Not with an arrogant heart, not with malice. Go there hoping praying that they're going to be turned and saved and come into the kingdom because that will be a star in your cap. You will be rewarded for that in heaven. What did he say? He's going to give you some hidden manna. He's going to give you the instruction to be able to do that if your heart is doing that because he judges you. Hebrews 4.12 by the intent of your heart. Now the fourth one is Thyatira. It says, To him who overcomes... He will give him authority to rule over the nations in the morning star. Now, this is marvelous. Remember that the fourth spirit is the counsel of the Lord. What is the morning star? The morning star is the son of righteousness. Malachi 4.2. The Lord is coming as a son of righteousness. Other words, he's going to give you the power to, to rule over the nations. How do you rule over the nations? You'll be able to speak truth to them. And God is wanting a foundation of peace to be built. He wants a wall built. And the wall is foundation of peace. So you're ruling over the nations by speaking them the words. They're judged by the words. Vengeance belongs to God, Hebrews 10.31. But allow them to have the opportunity to do this. And what he's saying, he's going to give you the counsel. And when, we, when he's saying that rule over the nations, he's king and we're servants. So he's going to send you where he wants to be put. He'll, he'll take you and place you in front of people or he'll bring people in front of you for the purpose of making known the words to them. 
That's the counsel of the Lord. That's the four spirits. See, Satan has no power over the four spirit. He can only tempt Jesus three times. They had to leave him for a while and do something else again because the fourth spirit is the counsel of the Lord. If he comes trying to tempt God, tempt the Lord on the fourth counsel, he'd have been destroyed or cast out early. He would never be able to even live out his times if he did that with the Lord. And that's why you have authority. You have to have authority because if you get past if you get the foundation of the first three done, then that fourth one is the counsel of the Lord, and you have authority. Because God, the Lord, has authority. And in this day, he's to be king, not the devil. He's to be king. That's what this is all about. He was given the, the scroll. And if you read Daniel 7, 13 to 14, you see that. And in Daniel 9, 24 to 27, you see this. It's his time to reign right now. And we're ignoring it. We're not even trying to understand he's king, not Donald Trump, not any of these people. He's king now. This is, this is his time. In Sardis, the fifth one, this is the power, the might of God. That's the fifth spirit. The fourth spirit was the counsel of the Lord. We just discussed. Now we're talking about the might of God. And, and to this church called out assembly, he's explaining to us that we will gain this part. See, we're gaining something each one of these called out assemblies. As we learn the way, we can see this is how we're overcoming and growing. And it's to Sardis, he says, clothed in, uh, he who overcomes will be clothed in white garments, and his name will not be erased from the book of life. See what it says here in the purify the first part of the council, the, the church we just said, the, the called out assembly. I shouldn't be called churches, that's terrible. Uh, but it's such a common thing that we've learned from our youth that we've got to get over this because it's, it's like Satan has put these words out there to take away the real meaning of what God's trying to explain. And it's in these uh, translated Bibles. So <clears throat> it says, the, the Thyatira, which was the counsel of the Lord, when you notice that, that is purifying us. When we've gotten that far, we've ridden the four spirits of God, which is what we're to do all things in a matter of, because if we get that far, we're purified, because Satan can't affect you. Remember, you'll pass through the judgments and stuff. If you get to this way and you're doing the ways of the words of God through the way of the fourth spirit, now you're going to add power to that. And that's the might of God. He's going to give you white garments. In other words, you're going to have knowledge. Remember what he said in Daniel 12, 9, 10, you'll be purified, made white, and refined. It's perfect. So what he's saying is clothed in white garments, not, a name will not be erased from the book of life. Jesus will confess your name before his father and his angels. In other words, he's going to not only bring you through this judgment time, but he's going to give you power and authority to go in front of these people like Jesus would walk through the crowds and they couldn't do anything to him. Your name will not be erased from the book of life. In the day of judgment, you're going to pass through this with power. Not arrogantly, but doing the work of the kingdom. And he, Jesus, will confess your name before his Father, and the Lord and his angels will watch over you and bring you through. John five twenty four. Philadelphia, the sixth church, brotherly love. It's saying here, to him who overcomes, he will be made like a pillar, a permanent weight-bearing fixture in the temple of God. And God's name, his new name, and city written on you. In other words, remember he's building his kingdom here on earth at this time, the seven years. He wants to build his temple and that kingdom will be going up. In other words, you're not only going to pass through this destruction of Phippi's kingdom and enter into the seven-year reign of Christ here on the earth, but you're going to be made like a pillar, a permanent. In other words, you won't have to go out at all. Let me see if I can... Um, pull up this so I can read it to you right out of the scriptures. It's very powerful. It's saying here, um, um, not only that, by the way, um, he, he says to him overcomes, I will do these things. But I, I wanted to say something about this uh, fifth church, um, uh, uh, sixth church, I'm sorry. Uh, because the sixth spirit of God is the knowledge of the Holy One, the knowledge of how to take dominion on the earth, how to bring forth the likeness of the Garden of Eden, how to bring forth the food overnight. All these things are necessary to help the people. 
that's the way of the one who walks in knowledge because he's able to provide for his brother. He doesn't worry about himself. He does the way of the kingdom and God brings all these things. He overcomes everything. That's how you overcome the the, the beast. Okay, it says um, in here at verse 10, in uh, 310, um, it says, because you've kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world and those who dwell on the earth. The hour of trial. This is that time we're in right now. We're in this hour of trial. And understand, um, the the morning is also like this. What What is happening, it's going to come upon the world then because God is doing the judgment and making his seal in the evening, uh, in the night, I mean. And in the morning, he manifests the judgments. And these people are going to get their judgments. They're going to get their punishments in that time frame. And you'll be kept from that because you're going to be set apart with the holy ones. You're going to be in the marriage supper of the Lamb here on earth, which is discussed in Revelation 19, uh, 1 to 11 or 1 to 10. Uh, Understand, it's a marvelous thing. You're going to put the righteous sex saint, which is the light. You're going to start shining. You're doing all those things. Um, And it says, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall not go out anymore. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the name Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. See, he's the new covenant. He's coming with the full measure of the seven spirits. He says he's going to do this for you if you do this. And the name of God on you, devil has no authority over the work of God. And a name is the work of the kingdom that you're given to do and Satan can't do anything about it. So if you do the way of these first six spirits, you've got the promise of God that this is going to happen to you. Because the sixth is the last working one. Remember the six days of creation, he did all the works in six days. And the seventh one is the blessing. The seventh one, Jesus says in Laodicean church, which is a lukewarm church, but consider that those who overcome, that do eat with the Lord, do eat at the bread table. Remember that, you know, you knock on the door and let him come in. He'll feed us and so on. This is what he's talking about. In Malachi 4.2, when he rises, the son of righteousness, he's going to feed us like stall-fed calves. And Luke 14.15-24, he's going to feed us the bread of instruction of the kingdom of heaven. And that's what Jesus said. He's going to sit with Jesus on his throne. What's, what, what comes from the throne? The words of God. All works are done by the way of truth. Psalms 33.4. So, He's saying you will sit with Jesus on his throne. You will do the work that he's given you to do and you'll help others. You'll be able to enable the good works for those who have been set apart and help them become refined. You will not go out anymore is what he's saying. That's in uh, Philadelphia because you will be, in other words, there's nothing that, that Satan can do to you at that. You know, white garment means that our heart is also circumcised and the darkness is taken away. We will not go out anymore. Because why? We're going to be sealed by the word of truth. Our hearts will be circumcised from all darkness. We will only have the love of Christ and the love of the words, the love of the kingdom of God, the love of the plan of God, the love of the ways of God, the love of the will of God. And we'll understand it. And that's what Jesus says in, in the lukewarm. He says, to him who overcome, I will grant to, uh, grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. How did he overcome? Read John seventeen seventeen to 19. He overcome by truth, by the words of God. And he, that, that's how he sanctified himself as holy. And you can't sit on a holy throne unless you're holy. So that's the way of those spirits. Now I'd like to, just from um, a statement, if you go to um, the, the second church we talked about, uh, he says in... Um, it's Revelation 2, uh, verse 9. It says, I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. In other words, if you have the words, you're rich. You haven't got understanding. You haven't got the counsel of the Lord and, and the might and the, and, and the knowledge of the Holy One yet. But you're rich. You're, you've got the foundations planted. You build a wall. Now you're going to build your city. It says, I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. I just want to explain this real quickly. And uh, let me point out that it's also spoken of in the sixth one. That's very important because they, these are the ones he's pointing out that the, the second church is the way of the words of wisdom. 
And the, the sixth church is the way of the knowledge of the kingdom of God. And what he's saying is that they say they're Jews, but they're not. And it's a blasphemy because they're speaking words that are not of God. They're admiralty law system and so on. That's what the Lord is talking about. He's talking about the world system at that point, the synagogue of Satan. Why are they say they're Jews and they're not Jews? And the reason is this. I know this because I was with them, some of the highest people in the system or highest powers in the system of these people. And what they teach you is this, that they have to give up Christianity. And they have to become what they call Orthodox Jew. But an Orthodox Jew to them is not a Jew as we think they are, that believe in God and the Torah and all the rest of that. They, they talk Torah, they talk all those things, but they have the plan of the Crown Trust and they have to sign over to this or they can't be of this high power. They can't have the high positions. They have to agree to take on the Noahide Covenant. And the Club of Rome documents that you can go see their their plan for sustainable earth as a one world religion and that religion is based upon what they call a no-eyed um, morality law it's a new religion it does away with the laws of moses the books of solomon and those things they're going to write a new bible they're calling themselves jews orthodox jews but they're not they're not keeping even the torah they're saying they are but that's not their plan go read the the plan of the club of rome which, by the way, the king of Belgium was the chairman of, the head of the Club of Rome. And that Club of Rome is making the Sustainable Earth Plan. That It's an organization that works underneath the Crown Trust and of the 13 families and so on. And they're all in it together, the Vatican and all of them. They're trying to bring forth a one-world religion that does away with the Bible as we know it, does away with Christ. You will not be able to speak of the Lord because he's going to be determined to be a false prophet. They're bringing a new imam that's going to have these words. And, and what they've said is they're going to take it back to before. They're going to have Noah's laws that were before the flood. And they're going to call it Noahide morality laws. They've made this up. It's a new religion that they're going to claim. And they've planted artifacts and so forth. I've warned people of this. But here you see the Lord speaking of it in exactly where he should he puts it in this in the second called out assembly which is the the words of wisdom if you look at their admiralty law they twist words and deceive us we get a birth certificate and think that's our record of our birth and what it's not it's a bill of sale that's saying that the parents sold our soul to them that's what it's really doing and effective it's terrible. Everything that we believe is truth is not truth, and that's the way of these people. Even they're just saying that they believe in, oh, it's, it's like today in the news, it was saying Prince Charles was worried that the people are paying attention to Brexit and not paying attention to the Christians being slaughtered in, in the Middle East. What a shame. These are the same people running the world that's training the terrorists and financing and funding them and funding DHS and all these activities and the dark cities and all that. They're the ones going to kill the Christians. They have a plan, a depopulation plan. I told you about the lady running their depopulation who reports to the Rothschilds and to the Queen. Now, he goes down in, in the faithful church, the sixth church, which is the knowledge of the work we're to do. And remember that what they're doing is they're building a Masonic order synagogue of satan they they say that out of chaos they're going to make light god doesn't do it that way he builds on a foundation of truth from the beginning and it's open to everybody the words he makes known to everybody it's in the bible anybody to ask him he'll make it known to them you can't get the truth of the words from the crown trust that they're doing you have to dig and dig and dig and find and find and find before you'll ever even get the knowledge of what they mean when they say this word what does legal mean? It doesn't mean what you think it means. They always have a different meaning, a different definition of it. And it's based on a perversion of the scriptures and a perversion of Latin. And that's what they do. And so the knowledge of their works, the knowledge of their works is they're telling us, oh, we, wanna, we want to, like the hypocrisy, hypocrisy I just talked about, we want to save Christians when in reality they're bringing forth a new world religion that gets rid of Christ and gets rid of Christianity and even Islam. It converts it into a new one-world religion that they're going to force on all the people. I've tried to explain that. This is a religious war. This is the devil against the Lord, which is what the Lord says in Revelation 12, 15 to 17. Now, it says here at verse 9 
of Revelation 3, it says, Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. I loved you because Jesus says those who love me hear my words. So he's saying, I'm loving you by giving you my words. I'm giving you, I I paid the price of my blood to purchase the price to have the temple veil torn so you can go before the Father through me and receive the knowledge of the words, receive the spirit that makes known the knowledge of the words to you. But these people are bringing forth a perverted law system, a perverted religious system based upon these Uh, I don't know what it's, nine Noahide laws or seven Noahide morality laws that they've made up. It's not in the scriptures. Noah didn't write a text before the flood, which they're trying to claim they're going to find these artifacts that were in a cave. I've heard that explained to me, that they've planted that, and they used American secret parts of American military systems to plant this stuff, just like they've planted bombs at different places, and people don't know it yet, but they will, because they're going to use them. They're planning to. But we have to come out and God will stop this. If not, the, the, the judgments of these bombs will come upon us because of our lukewarmness. But if we come out, he says in Daniel eleven forty three to 45, when, when the king of the north does hear the news from the north, the north is the world. In other words, that the people of the, of the world are turning from him. And he hears the news of the east. He hears that his authority and dominion have been taken away already. He doesn't have a right to rule. Then he's going to come out, but nobody will help him. That can only happen if there's a revival because the only way we can be saved is following these things. The Lord tells us right here, to him who overcomes. This is the way we must overcome to accomplish these works. I hope this has been helpful. The Lord said to lay the seed, to him who overcomes, they can sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. In John seventeen seventeen. The Lord explains that so well. He says in verses 17, he says, he's praying to the Father. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, and go back and read Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. I have also sent them into the world. In other words, we are required to be sent like him, which is be sent by hearing the words of God. And Jesus said in Isaiah 50 and 4, that every morning he was woken by the Father to make known a word that he gave to him in the night. In other words, he sealed it with the instruction of the words in the night, and the morning it was made known to him. He wants to send us the same way, but we won't listen. And in verse 9, it, it says, let me go 18. It says, as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, set myself apart by your words, Father, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. See, Jesus did the way of the words, the laws of God, by giving up his blood to pay the sacrificial price to allow us to enter into before the Father and receive the words of God. That comes by pouring out the spirit of truth on us. But as he says in John fourteen fifteen to 17, the spirit of truth cannot enter those who are of the world. He says in... Um, John fourteen fifteen says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father um, that he will give you another helper and that he ab- may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth this is the helper whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. See, the spirit of truth was guiding and pulling them to hear the Lord, but they still didn't get the knowledge of but we can't get the spirit of truth in us until we ask him for the knowledge of the words, recognizing that these words are the keys that unlock all these things. That's that's what Jesus said. You know, when he's when in, in that sixth church, when you talk about the knowledge of the Holy One, the church starts his uh, called out assembly. His wording starts off in verse seven like this. And to the angel of the called out assembly in Philadelphia, write, these things says he who is holy, sanctified, all right, sanctified by the word, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. The Lord says in John fifteen seven, 
that if we will abide in him and abide in his words, whatever we desire will be done for him. That's the key of David. David makes known the words. Psalms 119 is all about the words. And verse 30 says, the entrance of your words gives light. God is light. And he says, and gives understanding to the simple. And he tells us in Psalms 119, 142, that his truth is law. Can't be broken. God's law can never be broken. He tells us in Psalms 119, 160, that his his truth, uh, excuse me, the entirety of his words is truth. His words, he speaks in the pure language of God and his words were made known. They're doing the ways of them and explaining the ways of those words. They're simple words that enable all these great promises of God to be prepared for the foundations of the world that we can overcome. The Lord wants us to overcome. I've just explained to you how he did the ways of the seven called out assemblies, known as the seven churches by everybody. And he did them in the ways of the seven spirits of the candlestick, which is the light. Entrance of the ways of the light is always the entrance of the ways of the word. When the, when the candlestick sticks, Light shone on the bread for the seven days. What went into the bread? The instruction. The bread is the instruction of God. And so the light, the candles, the bread would be on that table and the light would shine on it. And on the seventh day, they would eat of that, or the eighth day, actually, because they put it on there on the Sabbath. And then on the next Sabbath, they ate it. They had a full measure of the seven spirits of God and the ways of the seven days, just like we're seeing here. All right, I appreciate your time. And Lord, I pray that you'd cause the people to know your truth, that they might see this and understand and rejoice in what you've prepared for them. May your will be done. Save us, Lord. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.